Hey, what's up, guys? Tuesday Funnies this week. I had some fun. Um, so, give me some feedback. I want to see. Do you guys like these Tuesday Funnies? If yes, shoot me a text. It says yes, or an email. Uh, kingofcorona2020 at gmail.com. Um, if no, then the opposite. Send me a message that says no. I hate them. I wish you wouldn't do them. I miss your inspiring stuff. I still do the inspiring stuff, though. I'm trying to do Tuesday Funnies. And then I do my inspiring stuff also. So it's like kind of bipolar. It's like you get yin and yang with this podcast. So like one day you get on, get a little bit offended. And the next time you get on, you're like, okay. Like he's got some diversity to him. So hopefully check out the whole episode too. Because sometimes I miss with jokes. But then I have a few on here. Like uh, the coffee enemas are pretty good. The Google Pixel S. That was a pretty funny uh, Super Bowl commercial. Well, it wasn't funny, but to me, I think they could have made it really funny, but you can't anymore make things that funny because people are sensitive. But yeah, let me know. Give me some feedback. I appreciate it. Thanks. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the... King of Corona Podcast, brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. I would be the best cop ever. Like, all you got to do is drive around, look for reasons to pull people over and take their money. Like, think about how many expired registrations you could find. Or think about how many people are speeding. And, like, they don't have to be speeding that much. Like, you could just say, like, you are going five over. You're going six over. Like, how many people are just, like, going the exact speed limit all the time? I would pull people over for one over. Just be like, did you know the speed limit was 75? Yeah, I was going 75. Actually, I clocked you at 76 miles per hour. And I hate to be a stickler, but the law is the law. And so I'm going to have to write you a ticket. Because the city's in need of your money, sir. That'd be a fun job, kind of. Like, headlights out. I mean, I'm driving behind this cop right now. And I'm just trying to see how many people... Like, he could probably pull me over. Because I'm talking right now. He's like, sir, not sure if you're aware of the law. But you're not allowed to talk on your cell phone while driving and operating a vehicle. In the city of Fountain, Colorado, you could in the city of Colorado Springs, but as mentioned, this is Fountain, and we don't let you drive while talking to your phone, sir. Oh, it looks like he found somebody. I think he found this red truck. I think he's going to pull him over because it's a red truck. Excuse me, sir. Did you realize that your truck is red? And that is illegal to operate and own a red truck in this city. And most people would be like, I didn't know that. You only have like the one out of maybe, what, ten that would fight back. Most people are just like, they just give in and be like, oh, man, damn, how much is that ticket? Three hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just saw a headlight out. There's somebody I'd pull over. I just saw this person with a trailer. They don't have their 
lights attached to the back. You can make so much money for the city doing that. Um, life is like a box of chocolates, and then you die. <laughs> talking to Kelsey, and I said, life is like a box of chocolates, and the line from Forrest Gump is, you never know what you're going to get, and she looked at me, and it was legit, like, I would say, dead serious, said, and then you die. It's like, that's not it at all. Life is like a box of chocolates, and then you die. All right, that's what I'm going to change the saying to for sure. It's better. Um, I went to church this last week, another church. I picked this new one. Had a pretty good band. Uh, the pastor was, he was good. It was, again, like very theatrical. And I was thinking about this Jesus thing, like people are so into like giving your life to Jesus. Like, who will give their life to Jesus? Raise your hand right now. And, like, make you... It's like a kind of an uncomfortable feeling. Like, you're like, do I believe in Jesus? Should I raise my hand? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is like peer pressure. Me! And then they're like, you, there, stand up! Somebody tag him! Somebody shoot him with one of our spiritual darts. We'll drag him out to the back. And then when he wakes up, he'll be in our baptismal pool. And we'll dunk him. And then he's committed to us. What it felt like. It's like, it's so much pressure in these churches to like, accept Christ. And then they do this thing where it's like, don't just use Christ on like your daily basis or when you need him, make him everything, everything, give your whole life and your whole existence and your whole, it's like, that's such a big commitment, like, what if you decide later on that you don't believe in Christ, like, that was my big thing with the Mormon church is, I changed my mind, how would I ever commit again, that's the hardest thing about life, right, like, you commit to things that are so big, like marriage and religion and then you try to like get out of those things and then to want to recommit to something, knowing how hard it was to get out, the scariest thing in the world. So I think they ruin people's brains by having them commit to something a little bit too early. And what do you think sometimes like the church too, like religion will trick people and use their feelings like, did you feel good? That was the spirit. Do you know what that means? It's true. It's like, it doesn't it just means that it was good like honestly like I feel good all the time like I feel like this like tingly thing and if every time I felt that tingly thing like my spidey senses were going off it was true then like I even understand like so everything is just true that tingles me weirdos um I was also thinking about in church though like I was thinking about myself, because there's this pastor, he's up on stage, and he's just got this message, but it's all Christ-related, and I was looking around, and I was like, how many people believe in this Christ message, and how many people are here because it's a really, like, good community and a good culture, and I would say probably 50-50 if I had to guess, like, a lot of people are just there because 
friends go, families go, parents go, like, just a good place to get together and be with, like, like-minded people. See how much more fun it would be to have a place where you did, like, a book, like, like, just a big, giant, like, instead of the Bible or, like, the Book of Mormon, because they just focus on, like, that, those, those Bible stories, like, there's so many good books out there, like, what if you read a book every week or every month, and then you had a sermon, or you had a pastor that got up, and he preached about just, like, a really good message, he had a good band, he had messages that applied to real life, and then you taught about, like, how you save, I mean, save, being saved by Christ is a cool message, but, like, deep down, don't you sort of feel like you save, you're responsible to save yourself? Like, Christ can be a crutch to help you be saved, and basically just, like, learning about him, this the principles and his example is a way for you to overcome sin but in reality is it him that saves you or do you save you and then give him the credit because I've heard a lot of people say like I was saved by Christ and a lot of me thinks like people just say that because they changed their life because they started living in a way because the church has guidelines and a certain way to live and if you live that way it makes your life better and then to be bought into a culture where everybody's going weekly or twice a week, it's like a spot where you keep buying in over and over and over and over and over again, and so you keep your life on track. But anyway, that's an interesting thought. But I was thinking about uh, how easily I would lose like at least 50%, if not more, of my audience with like one word. Like if you said just like a word people can't handle words like what if you were to be up on stage and this is a word I don't even like but you just said it just slipped and I don't ever say this but let's I'm just saying because it's the worst word I can think of (laughs) c-u-n-t if somebody heard you say that word like in that Christian community you would lose everybody because of the sound out of your face or the word like fuck, shit, whatever. You'd keep a lot, but you would lose a lot right off the bat, goners. I was thinking about like, is there ever really a time when you should say those words? I mean, you don't need to, you don't need to, but because some people have that in the vocabulary, is it the right thing to do? Is it Christ-like to completely disregard a message or what they would have to say? Like, for instance, Ursula from Disney, from Disney's The Little Mermaid. If I was to say, Ursula is a cunt, (laughs) could you disagree? Like, think about that lady. She's this big, ginormous, monster, cunty lady, right? Like, can you argue that? I don't like that word. Like I said, I've never called anybody that before. I'm just saying, I probably had some people turn this podcast off because they heard that word and they're like, I don't like that word and he can't say it. What if you said it in a message at church? Just like the other day I was with somebody and it was this little five-year-old girl and she called me a cunt. Like, could you say it in that message or would that be too offensive? Like, how sensitive and how, like, 
preachy do you have to become to be Christ-like? You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say here? Does everybody follow what I'm putting down? Or is everybody lost? Here's what I'm trying to say. Cunt is a word. Fuck is a word. Shit is a word. Balls is a word. They're all words. If you use them in a context where you're just saying so-and-so said so-and-so such-and-such word, and then you repeat the word, is that person now somebody that you're not able to listen to because of the word? It's interesting to me. Very interesting. Um, do you know what drives me crazy? I can't remember if I talked about this already. Stick figure families. Those stick figure families, but the worst ones are those dinosaur ones where they're like, My stick figure dinosaur ate your stick figure family because my stick figure dinosaur is very strong and scary. It's like the fact that you have a stick figure dinosaur eating other stick figure families and you're saying it's their families, it's your family, it's on your car. Like you have a stick figure family on your car and a dinosaur is eating it. So you're just as stupid as the other people that have stick figure families on their car. If you agree, please share like and give me positive reviews I really appreciate them they are so helpful oh yeah I was gonna talk about uh, a couple things where I did that kids Tuesday funny that I couldn't because they were there coffee enemas Kelsey knows somebody that does coffee enemas they're addicted to coffee enemas they stick things in their butts and they shoot coffee up their butt and it's such a good high that they don't like to drink coffee the normal way through your mouth into your stomach they like to shoot it up your butthole and then it gets you a real good caffeine high <laughs> have you ever heard of that could you imagine like hey sweetie did you want to have your coffee for the morning i got your coffee ready instead of walking out to like the kitchen counter and there's a cup sitting there it's like you walk into the bathroom and there's a tube and like an IV bag <laughs> and you bend over and your wife shoves something up your asshole and you're like, I love my coffee! Yahoo! It's so weird. <laughs> Google Pixel S, the only non-racist camera out there. We were watching the Super Bowl and this Google Pixel S came on and it was like, I, can't, I don't even know what happened, but for some reason we started talking about it, and it was like, this, it's not racist, by the way, so don't, like, get mad at me. Alright, somebody called me, but Google Pixel S. I think I kind of, like, missed the commercial, but I saw a small part where I had, like, <laughs> is this really bad quality? It took pictures of something, like, dark, and it, like, didn't turn out very well, and then there was a picture with a Google pixel s and then it showed like the dark features like were represented and so i was just thinking like this could be the ad kind of 
Are you sick and tired of getting your picture taken and all you can see is your smile and your eyeballs? Google Pixel S. We take a picture of your whole face. <laughs> That's funny. Come on. It is funny. Is every picture you've ever taken, is it... If you've ever taken a picture in the dark and then all you can see is your... Is the white stuff? Google Pixel X. Google Pixel S. We can make your face stand out in the dark. Even though you have brown skin or darker skin, Google Pixel S. We pick up dark things and make them stand out with our amazing camera. I'm just saying, like, imagine them doing that commercial. It's a real commercial. And they really say that, and it comes on. How shocked would you be? <laughs> Especially in our today, like today's culture. It would just be like, what the hell? You're not allowed to say that. Google Pixel X. It's the only camera that should be used if you're not a full-on white person. White people have had their share of the market of cameras for as long as we can remember. Finally, Google Pixel S. It'll take a picture that'll make you look just the way you are. Yay! Anyway... Let's see if I have any others on here. Um... Guys, I think that should do it by... Now, I think that should do it. I really appreciate you guys listening. If you are offended, please feel free to shoot me an email, kingofcorona2020 at gmail.com. Tell me if you are offended. And if so, these are jokes. I'm just joking. I know I'm not a professional stand-up comedian. So maybe people feel like I don't have the right to say things that other people would. But if I'm joking, just as if, let's say, Dave Chappelle was joking or Joe Rogan was joking, why do I not have the same rights as they have? I live in the same country, correct? So jokes are jokes. I'm just saying things I would say in front of my friends. And these are things that... Like I said, I have friends that are everything, and I'm just trying to put a message out to where we can accept things a little bit more, not be so offended, not be getting so sensitive as a community. If you appreciate my stuff too, if you have my phone number, text me, let me know that you liked this one. Just text me, say, hey, that was funny. Or if you think I should not put some stuff I put on here, text me and say, hey, I think you went a little too far. Any feedback is very, very helpful to me. And like I said, I like to do these funny ones where I kind of like cross cross some lines because it's fun to, to do since we live in a sensitive culture. But then I like to do inspirational ones too. And so it's kind of like a, it's like a little bit of a bipolar schizo podcast where I hope you guys enjoy all the wild, crazy rides I take you on. And uh, if you're listening and you keep coming back, it seems like I must be talking about things that are interesting. So 
Give me some feedback, though, please. I would really, really appreciate it. Love you guys. Bye-bye.